One Emotional Podcast, Conversations for Inspiration on the Go. We offer on-the-go inspiration because our whole heart is set on beauty and our best bets are set on art. Have you ever felt you can't find your voice? You feel stuck with what you say, with what you share with other people, with what you post. It's kind of like inhabiting no man's land. Kind of like not being able to say the most basic things. You don't need to be a perfect communicator or you don't need to be a hermit. You know when you're not in contact with your voice. You know, it's something that you feel. It's something that you, that is felt in the body, that is felt in your soul, that is felt in, in our minds. And it's tough. It's a tough road. I've been there. And it's kind of like if we were not in contact with ourselves, our most authentic part of ourselves, kind of like if we were lacking this voice to express, to say, to share, to experience different things. Right? And this feeling is actually way more common than we might think. It's something that we think that maybe could only happen to us, but honestly, it happens to many of us. And every single human being has been given a voice. We all have our own voice. And we have the right to have a voice, and we have the right to speak up if we want to. We have that freedom. And we've, when we feel that we haven't found our voice, and sometimes we can find it and then at different reasons in our lives, we could lose it, right? But it's a specific feeling that you know you're not connected with it. You're not connected with your authenticity. The crucial thing or the important thing here is that, funny enough, when, when you find your voice, you don't find something new or a new thing inside of you. Instead, you find a little more of you. You find you. You find a little more freedom to speak, to express, and to let yourself be heard. You find that your voice isn't anywhere other than inside of you or anyone else than who you are. So the most important question to consider is when you don't feel like you found your voice, what are the stories and who are the voices that keep you from speaking up? Who are you thinking of when you went to share something? Who are you thinking of? Are you thinking of your parents? Are you thinking of your brothers and sisters? Are you thinking of your partner? Who do you have in mind that you feel a little bit ashamed for that person to read what you're writing or to listen to what you're saying? Who is that person? If you don't feel free to speak, and many of us don't at some point in our lives, there are reasons you feel that way. Those stories need to be told and the lies within, within them need to be challenged. Imagine you come to this world with this amazing gift that you want to give to the world and to yourself. You come to this world wanting to share something, an important insight. 
and you feel that it's not worth it because somebody else might criticize it, might judge it, or you internally are judging it. So the real work is wondering, why don't you like what you already have to say? That's the most important thing, and I'm going to say that again. The real work is wondering why you don't like what you already have to say. The real work is letting your voice speak and to let it be good enough. The real work is letting your voice matter more than meeting the needs and expectations of everyone else, whether they are real or perceived. Finding your voice is mostly having the courage to speak and letting it be enough. So for many years, I like this quote that I read, that uh, this, this author that wandered through the desert in search of a narrative that was not hers. She did not feel she belonged here. She was boring a landscape until she found her own. So sometimes we are not feeling that we found our voice because we are inhabiting somebody else's voice. We're trying to copy something else that is not ours. Many times we wander grasping for narratives that don't belong to us, perhaps out of fear or shame. It's kind of like a defense mechanism instead of an authentic mechanism. Believing we don't have a voice worth finding, but eventually we do though, we really do. Finding your voice means you know who you are at your core. Avoid outside of influence, then using this voice to speak up and tell the world you matter, even if you feel otherwise. It takes courage and faith to find your own voice and to speak your own voice. It's not an easy task because what's easy is to speak somebody else's voice. That's what's more easy, right? But I think we actually tend to complicate our trip down the road. And when we are born, we have two mechanisms, okay? The first one, when we're recently born new to the world, right? And that one is our most authentic self, what we are. And through life, because we're inhabited with fear and from trauma or specific experiences in our childhood, then we start to kind of like putting this defense mechanism to feel loved, to feel that we belong, to feel that we're accepted, to feel that we're rejected. And I understand that because, you know, if you, if, when you're really born, we're extremely dependable on other adults. We are one of the most de dependable um, species there are. There, for example, there are other animals that they're born, first of all, they never meet their parents or they stay with their mothers for five days and then, you know, kind of like each of them parts its own ways. And for us, we became, what, independent maybe at 10, 12 years old? Not that we could be living alone and survive by ourselves, no? It's a lot of time that we depend on other people. So during those ages, especially from zero to seven, we start building these defense mechanisms for us to be loved, to not be rejected. And that is because we need our survival. If we are rejected by our family of origin, then eventually that means the end of us. That means we're not going to be able to survive. So that's why we kind of like mimic and become this chameleon around us that we're putting all of these, 
you know, phases and we understand perfectly with our parents when they start clapping to us that something was good or, you know, specific things and scenarios, we start um, adopting those ways of living. And then we kind of like put these defense mechanisms on top, on top, on top, and our authentic self becomes, you know, kind of like buried there below at some point. And sometimes we need to get through those defense mechanisms to reach that authentic self and then to speak with our authenticity. That's a really important concept because I think we sometimes don't um, really understand what authenticity means. So you read it from a dictionary, it's the quality of being authentic. Okay. And what is, what does authentic really mean? Okay. So it's describing something that is real or genuine and not counterfeit. So something that comes completely natural to you, just completely who you are. And one of the most common obstacles for finding your voice is that sometimes you can start, you know, reaching your voice and then say like, oh my God, this is so obvious and this is so common because this is something or a dialogue that you're leaving constantly and hearing constantly in your life because it's your voice. Then you might be thinking, why do other people need to hear this? Why? It's not, it's not that important. You know, it's not that, that nice. It's not that uh, wow. So then we kind of like start shutting that down and try to become, you know, to talk in a different way. Try to talk and look smart, no? Try and, you know, behave in a specific way to be smart. And I remember the work from Carol Dweck in her book, uh, Mindset. And she talks about people with a fixed mindset. They're always worried about not looking dumb. Kind of like, I'm a smart person. I know who I am. But if I don't do this and that, then I'm going to lower myself down, no? And not being able to really look as smart as I want to look. So you're constantly thinking about how you're looking to the outside. You're not focused on learning. And the growth mindset is the one that is focused on the activity, on learning, on understanding, on playing. And sometimes in, 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 in her book, Dweck write, writes about many of the champions they studied. They didn't even know they were studying them or that it was a, a test for them because they were so engaged and in flow and playing with what they were doing that they actually felt as if it was play and nothing else. So it's something really important to understand that mindset. Um, so if we talk about what are the five components to finding your authentic voice, uh, first of all, and I love this one, is to be unafraid of being alone. If we read this book uh, about when women were birds by Terry Tempest Williams, talks about, I'm quoting, Terry, each woman must come of age herself. She must find her true center alone. This is such an exciting process and you will find fulfillment and self-growth. If everything is all right with you, nothing that happens to you can go wrong. So the only way you can find your true center is by doing it alone. It's exhilarating because it gives you all of the freedom in your life. It gives you all of the freedom in your life to get there, but it's also very, very, very scary. And it sounds lonely, of course, but truthfully, 
I felt more alone looking to others for fulfillment and answers to life's problems than I did when looking inwardly. When you look inwardly, you connect with yourself. You connect with who you are, with your truest essence. Be honest with yourself about where you are at in regards to knowing yourself. It is okay if the answer is it not what you want. If it is, then great, congratulations. But the beauty is by knowing your starting point, then you can track your process your, and your progress if you know where you're standing from. Allow yourself to answer the calling of what pulls you in. Pay attention to what makes you feel alive, what gives you energy, but something that excites you, that fills you with this drench of life. <coughs> Connect it and inspire. Create quiet time where you can Connect with yourself and the spirit of energy around you. Once you connect with your voice, the loneliness will lessen and you will feel more alive than ever. Number two, really important. Walk your own path. Taking the work, the work from Terry Tempest Williams, I'm quoting, Far too long, we have been seduced into walking a path that did not lead us to ourselves. For far too long, we have said yes when we wanted to say no. And for far too long, we have said no when we desperately wanted to say yes. As children, we're bold, unapologetic, and unashamed coming into the world and somewhere along the way conditioned out of self-love. But what happens? We start caring about fitting in, being loved. We define ourselves with external factors, placing more weight on what's happening outside of us rather than inside of us. Conditioned by fear, we teach ourselves we are unworthy by betraying our experience of life in favor of pleasing others. The good news is we don't have to stay this way. We can reconnect with ourselves and use our voice the way it's meant to be used free from fear, guilt, and desire to please others at the expense of your own happiness. Pay attention to how you betray your voice. Pay attention to how you betray your voice. Do you have a problem saying no? Do you push aside feelings of discomfort and agree to something you know will distract you from your goal? Are you suppressing desires you have because of fear and insecurity? Instead of basing decisions to conform, start basing them on you, your goals, your desires, your dreams. Walk your own path. Three, judgment. We have a terrible internal critic. Get to know your voice without judgment. By distracting ourselves from feeling our emotions, then we're denying ourselves the true experience. In the book, Learning to Love Yourself by G Gay Hendricks, PhD, he talks about how resisting our life experiences causes us to lose direct relationship with life. I'm quoting, it seemed like my whole life was one big resistance against my feelings, against love, against my own energy and my own potential. He then states, when we resist, we see life through a fog of our beliefs, opinions, and conditions responses." Close in quote. Your voice is meant to be completely different than anyone else. 
It's kind of like your fingerprint. Anything you do, you will not have the same fingerprint as another person. Doesn't matter how much you try, it's not gonna work. Your voice is meant to be completely different than anyone else, which is why it's hard to recognize it. What can we do? Be still. Sit in silence for 10 minutes and observe. Allow yourself to surrender to your emotions and take note without judgment. In meaning, don't think about or intellectualize what you're feeling. Let it be. Your mind will answer most questions if you learn to relax and wait for an answer. It is in the silences we can learn who we truly are and how to help ourselves. Where we find our voice, but you can't partake of this wonderful gift if judgment is involved. Number four, be honest with yourself. Honesty is tough. The easy thing is to lie to ourselves. That's really easy. Kind of like, oh, what I want to do in life is something different. And then following someone else's needs and wants or views instead of your own. Why? Because also, why is honesty so tough? We don't want to face the truth for various reasons. But if you want to find your voice, this work has to be done. When we don't listen to our intuition, we abandon our souls. And we abandon our souls because we're afraid if we don't, others will abandon us. We've been raised to question what we know, to discount and discredit the authority of our guts, as if always somebody else's voice is way more important than our own. Connect with your gut again, your intuition. In each situation you encounter, observe the emotion you're feeling, and then take note. Are you trying to suppress it, or are you willing to experience it? Each emotion is a confirmation of where you are in life and who you are. If you don't like something about yourself, you can change it. And other things that you can't change, then accept them. Distracting yourself won't remove issues beneath the surface. The sooner you can be honest, the sooner you can have authentic freedom. Number five, act upon your creative calling. Creativity is the closest we get to our authenticity, our connection to something greater than us, ethereal. That's where your voice can be found. Do what you love with no strings attached. Experiment and do something out of love and respect for your unique and divine voice. Create in order to heal and express yourself, hopefully, and you'll inspire others along the way to do the same, or to work on something or to share a message like you do. So connect with yourself, become familiar with your authenticity, and check out that internal judgment, that critic, the comparison you're doing with other people. Other people could be talking about many different things, but it's their voice. Go jump into the void. Jump into finding your own voice. And what actions can you do right now, real fast? You can start recording yourself, talking, whatever you want. Nobody, you, if you don't want, you cannot share that to anybody. It could be only for you. Start writing is another thing. Start writing and writing. And Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way talks a lot about that, about the benefit of the morning pages of being, you know, writing and writing and bringing everything that's in our head out of us. Another way is meditating. 
or having a sacred space. You don't need to spend 30 minutes or many minutes. People who are constantly connected to sacredness have a morning routine of 15 minutes of connection. It could be dancing, chanting. It could be walking in nature. It could be doing some breath work. It could be sitting down and meditating for a few minutes. The important thing is to be in contact with your soul. And through your soul, you will reach your authentic voice. So I invite you to join the challenge with us. And join Show Your Fire, which is this collective art project of Luan Emotional Museum, where we ask different artists around the world to share your truest vision, the truest essence about yourself, sharing your fire with us through an artwork. And you can upload your artwork. We all on it to showyourfire.com. You'll find a scroll telling. It's this story between a human being and, a, and the cosmos talking about all these feelings that we have inside and what we can do to create more art and more gifts to the world through those feelings. At the end, it's a call for anyone, anyone in the world to share your voice, your light, your fire within one community. We can't wait to get to know your authentic self and your authentic voice. Thank you. Want to keep the conversation going? Luan, the world's first emotional museum, designed a global online experience to inspire and explore. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Telegram, and visit our site at luanmuseum.com to engage creatively.